Welcome everybody to another episode of Recovery is Effin' Awesome. I am Robo and I am glad you guys are here. Um, today we are going to talk about step three, which has made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Uh, so step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, step two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. So now, if we look in the hymnal on page 62, we're going to go backwards a little bit to go forwards. Right? This is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It did not work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father. We are his children. Most, idea, most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone through the new and triumphant arch through which we passed to freedom. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs, and more and more we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt a new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of His presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. We were now at step three. Many of us said to our Maker, as we understood Him, and this is what is commonly referred to as the third step prayer, it goes, God, I offer myself to Thee, to build with me and do with me as Thy wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at least abandon ourselves utterly to him. We found it very desirable to take this spiritual step with an understanding person, such as our wife, best friend, or spiritual advisor or sponsor. But it is better to meet God alone than with one who might misunderstand. The wording was, of course, quite optional, so as long as we expressed the idea, voicing it without reservation. This was only a beginning, though if honestly and humbly made, an effect sometimes a very great one was felt at once. You know, when I came in and I looked at the steps, okay, so I'm making a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. Really? Okay, um, I've heard step three explained a couple different ways. Uh, we are just making a decision, right? There's not really a, a whole lot of action that goes with this step, right? We're just making a decision. Okay, awesome. But I've also heard it say that step three is just a commitment to do the rest of the steps. Um, and I kind of I dug that. Uh, that I could, I could sink my teeth into and, and get it. You know, just looking at this is, okay, well, how am I supposed to do that? Yeah, I turn my will and my life to the care of, of God. Yay. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, but in, in reality, in, 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 in practical experience, you know, how do we do that? Well, then we turn to the 12 and 12. Right? It says, practicing step three is like opening of a door to which all appearances is still closed and locked. All we need is a key. And the decision to swing the door open. There's that decision again. There is only one key, and it's called willingness. 
Once unlocked by willingness, the door opens almost of itself. And looking through it, we shall see a pathway besides which reads an inscription. This is the way to a faith that works. In the first two steps, we were engaged in reflection. We saw that we were powerless over alcohol, but we also per perceived that the faith of some kind, if only in the 12-step program itself, is possible to anyone. And the anyone also includes us. These conclusions do not require action. They require only acceptance. Yes, I'm an alcoholic. I cannot drink successfully. Yes, even though I showed up for work every day, whether I was hungover, whether I was still drunk, right? Um, but yet my life was unmanageable. Uh, yes, I did come to believe that there is some power higher than me that could you know, restore me to sanity because everything I was doing, because I was doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, which is the exact definition of insanity. So now we're at step three. So like all the remaining steps, step three calls for affirmative action. It is only by action that we can cut away the self-will, which has always blocked the entry of God, or if you like, a higher power, into our lives. Faith, to be sure, is necessary, but faith alone can avail nothing. We can have faith, yet keep God out of our lives. Therefore, our problem now becomes just how and by what specific means shall we be able to let him in. Step three represents our first attempt to do this. In fact, the effectiveness of the whole 12-step program will rest upon how well and earnestly we have tried to come to a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. To every worldly and practical-minded beginner, this step looks hard, even impossible. No matter how much one wishes to try, exactly how can he turn his own will and his own life over to the care of whatever God he thinks there is? Fortunately, we who have tried it, and with equal misgivings, can testify that anyone, anywhere at all, can begin to do it. We can further add that a beginning, even the smallest, is all that is needed. Once we have placed the key of willingness in the lock and have the door ever so slightly open, we find that we can always open it some more. Though self-will may slam it shut again, as it frequently does, it will always respond the moment we again pick up the key of willingness. Maybe this all sounds mysterious and remote. Something like Einstein's theory of relativity, or a proposition in nuclear physics. It isn't at all. Let's look at how practical it actually is. Every man and woman who has joined the 12-step program and intends to stick has, with realizing it, made a beginning on step three. Isn't it true that in all matters touching upon alcohol, each of them has decided to turn his or her life over to the care, protection, and guidance of the 12-step program? Already a willingness has been achieved to cast out one's own will and one's own ideas about the alcohol problem in favor of those suggested by the 12-step program. Any willing newcomer feels sure that this program is the only safe harbor for the foundering vessel he has become. Now, if this is not turning one's will and life over to a newfound providence, then what is it? But suppose the instinct still cries out, as it certainly will. Yes, respecting alcohol, I guess I have to be dependent upon 12-step program. But in all other matters, I still must maintain my independence. Nothing is going to turn me into a non-entity. If I keep on turning my life and my will over to the care of something or somebody else, what will become of me? It looks like the hole in the donut. 
This, of course, is the process by which instinct and logic, instinct and logic always seek to bolster egotism and so frustrate spiritual development. The trouble is that the kind of thinking takes no real account of the facts, and the facts seem to be these. The more willing we become to depend on a higher power, the more independent we actually are. Therefore, dependence, as the 12-step program practices it, is really a means of gaining true independence of the spirit. Wow. That's pretty powerful stuff. You know, and then the the book keeps going on. You know, to talk about, you know, different examples and different um ways that that we can do that you know how, how do we do that well the third step prayer is is the way that i started it's pretty easy right you say that and then you uh you know you go about and and you try to live that day as if you you know are truly turning everything over because you know what i have found in the last 12 and a half years is the fact that i am not running anything i have no control over people i have no control over traffic I have no control over, you know, what our government does. It, it doesn't matter because I have no control over anything other than my level of acceptance, my level of gratitude, my thoughts and my actions and my words. That's what I have control over. Um, if I if I react to something that that absolutely just chaps my ass, and I act like I used to. Uh, and I'm, I'm negative, and I'm name-calling, and I'm yelling, and I'm cussing. Am I, have I really turned my will and, and my life over to, to God? You know, I meant it when I said it that morning. You know, but as we go, you know, throughout the day doing our day-to-day rat-killing, and, and something comes up, and, and I get emotionally invested because it hits some trigger in me that just, you know, irritates the hell out of me. You know, how am I, how do I act? Am I doing God's will. Well, me yelling, screaming, ranting, and raving or sitting on the floor like a four-year-old little child because I didn't get my way, I don't think that's God's will for me. I believe God's will for me is to A, not drink one day at a time, and B, is is to be full of gratitude for the things that I have. Understand that things are, are going to be the way that they are because um, nothing happens in God's world by mistake. You know, and and try to act in a a calm, loving, adultful, peaceful manner, uh, no matter what, you know, no matter what. You know, if we look at the 12 and 12 again, it, it has very ins- very explicit instructions on how we're supposed to live. You know, it gives us basically a, a roadmap just like our hymnal does, right? Our, our hymnal tells us exactly what we need to do. You know, and going back to page 40 of the 12 and 12. You know, it's when we try to make our will conform with God's that we begin to use it rightly. To all of us, this was the most wonderful revelation. Our whole trouble had been the misuse of willpower. We had tried to bombard our problems with it instead of attempting to bring it into agreement with God's intention for us. To make this incredibly, increasingly possible is the purpose of the 12 steps and step three opens that door. And again, the lock, the, the key that will fit the lock is willingness. Once we have come into agreement with these ideas, it's really easy to begin the practice of step three. 
In all times of emotional disturbance or indecision, we can pause, ask for quiet, and in the stillness simply say, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. Which is something that is absolutely great in theory, but do we do it all the time? Do I do it all the time? Absolutely not. This whole stop, pause, and pray is still not part of my uh, natural instinct, my, my natural reaction. Um, it's gotten a lot better, but again, with everything else, the more I practice, uh, the, the easier it seems to be, and I don't really have to think about it uh, as much. You know, it says we practice step three. We practice these steps every day. You know, I wake up every morning. Yes, I'm an alcoholic. Yes, my life is completely unmanageable. Yes, I do believe that there is a higher power who can restore me to sanity or to right thinking. And yes, every morning when I'm doing my prayer and meditation, I, I turn my will and my life over to the care of my higher power. And then as I go throughout the day, you know, I, I do my best. Sometimes I have moments of, you know, unsuccessful <laughs> practice of this, but overall, you know, if I didn't drink and I didn't intentionally hurt anybody, um, you know, it's a good day. And so with that, uh, the coffee is full. The gratitude is the gratitude tank is full. And I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, next time we will cover step four. And just to let you guys know, um, we do have uh, bracelets available. Uh, should be on our Facebook page, Recovery is Effing Awesome. Uh, our website, all same name, Recovery is Effing Awesome.podbean.com. And my uh, wonderful, beautiful, badass wife is um, designing some t shirts. Uh, hopefully, we'll have those available uh, before too long. I'm still working on getting an online store. Um, so, you know, again, I appreciate you guys' support. I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your busy day to uh, give this old drunk a, uh, a listen to. Um, the comments are great, um, and I, I, I am humbly uh, accepting of the, the fact that, that there are quite a number of people who are actually listening to this. Uh, and if I help one person, then you know what? I'm, I'm, I have been successful. Anyway, I love you guys. Stay sober. Have a wonderful day. And remember, recovery is effing awesome. <laughs>